Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. So the recording has started, and we're going to bring our YouTube listeners on in five, four, three, two, one. Thank you so much, brothers and sisters, for tuning in to another edition of the Bible Class Truth Hour YouTube. We're asking all of you all to subscribe to this channel and share these live feeds. Tonight, brothers and sisters, we are dealing with Russia, Ukraine, Gog, Magog, and biblical prophecy. Um, before we get into our lesson, I want to say thank you to all those who have voted for me for the Chicago Music Awards. I am nominated for Chicago Music Award for Best Spoken Word Poet. We have about a week left for you to be able to vote, brothers and sisters. So, well, actually, probably a few days left. So please go to chicagomusicawards.org and you'll go down to category 12 after you fill out your information and please vote for Black Ice for Best Spoken Word Poet. Now, Let's go ahead and get into the what we believe so that those who are watching and listening to this show can know, brothers and sisters, what this ministry is about, what we stand for, and what we believe, which is all according to what's written in the Word of God, the Bible, brothers and sisters. Now, the Truth Hour Bible Class is an online social media Bible-based ministry. We teach the uncut Word of God as it is written in the Scriptures, line upon line, precept upon precept, Isaiah 28 and 10. Our mission is to lead as many souls to Jesus, the Christ, so that through the word of God and the keeping of the commandments, we may receive salvation. Our motto is, if you cannot read it, do not believe it. What we believe. Number one, we believe in the name of Jesus. We have no dispute with the use of the Hebrew name Yahweh or the, uh, the, 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 the name when it was translated to this Bible right here, which is the 1611 King James Version of the Bible when the name was Esua because it didn't have any J's in this book right here, this Bible right here. We accept that name. We accept the name uh, um, um, Jesus. Isua, Yahshua, if you want to use the Hebrew, the Latin, the Greek, the Old English, or the English, brothers and sisters, we bear witness that all those names refer to the same Son of God, brothers and sisters, which is also called the Word. Number two, we believe that Jesus alone is our Lord and Savior. Number three, we believe in the Sabbath day, which is from Friday sundown to Saturday sundown. Number four, we believe in the seven feast days of the Lord as listed in Leviticus, the 23rd chapter. Number five, we believe that we, the so-called African-American and those who were spread throughout the four corners of the earth by way of the transatlantic slave trade are indeed Israelites and all the statutes, laws and commandments applied to us. Number six, we believe that we must keep the law to the best of our ability. Number seven, we believe that we must keep the Lord's dietary law. According to Leviticus, the 11th chapter, no pork, no catfish, or anything that swim in the waters that do not have fins and scales. No shrimp, no, no lobster, brothers and sisters. Number eight, we believe that both the scripture or Old Testament, 
And the testimony or New Testament must be used when teaching the word of God. You can't be an Old Testament scholar or a New Testament Christian. You must be both. Isaiah 8 and 20. Number nine, we don't believe in Sunday Sabbath service. Sunday is the first day of the week. Sabbath means seven, brothers and sisters. We don't believe in the Trinity doctrine. We don't believe in the cross or images or holidays that originated in the worship of other gods, such as Easter, Christmas, New Year's, Halloween. These things all came out of the Roman Catholic Church. These are against God or anti-Christ, according to the scripture. Just read Exodus, the 20th chapter. Number 10, we believe that salvation through Jesus is for all people, no matter what race, color, or nationality you belong to, Revelation 7 and 9. We're going to talk about that um, in our lesson. At this time, brothers and sisters, we ask that our sisters please put on your hair covering. Brothers, if you have a hat or a hair covering on, please remove it so that we can be in compliance with the ordinances of God listed in 1 Corinthians 11 chapter verses three through six. Now, let's get into tonight's lesson. Russia, Ukraine, Gog, Magog, and biblical prophecy. Again, Russia, Ukraine, Gog, Magog, and biblical prophecy. When I called Sister Key Israel last night and i said sister key i said i want to do a lesson on russia she said no brother no she said i knew you was going to want to do a, a, a lesson on 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 the russian conflict and uk ukraine conflict i said well just listen to me sis just just hear me out and after explaining to her the direction that i wanted to go in in this lesson she said okay brother let's do it so ladies and gentlemen without any further ado russia Ukraine, Gog, Magog, and biblical prophecy. Let's go ahead and get into our lesson tonight. Now, since Russia invaded Ukraine, brothers and sisters, it has sent shock waves around the world. Stock markets have fallen. Gas and oil prices have skyrocketed and risen to all-time highs. The European nations and NATO have used sanctions against Russia, choking its economy. What does this mean and what does this have to do with biblical prophecy? Hold on to your seatbelts. Buckle them seatbelts, brothers and sisters. Get ready for another explosive edition of the Bible class, Truth Hour. Now, I want to start this lesson off here, brothers and sisters, and ask the question. Who is Russia according to the Bible? I'll say that again. Who is Russia according to the Bible. Now, when we talk about Russia, let's first find out what her origin is. So let's go to the Bible, the real ancestry.com and look at the sons of Noah and the specific son of Noah, Japhet or Japhet. Let's turn our Bible to, to Genesis, the 10th chapter. Genesis, the 10th chapter, and we're going to read verses 1 and 2 because we got to find Russia in this book. Genesis, the 10th chapter, verses 1 and 2, and it reads, Now these are the generations of Noah, Shem, Ham, and Japheth, 
and unto them were sons born after the flood. So we know that you, if you are alive today, you have to come from one of the three sons of Noah, Shem, Ham, or Japheth. So which one of these sons did, did the Russians come from? Well, let's read verse two. The sons of Japheth, Gomar and Magog. Wait a minute. And Madai and Javan and Tubal and Meshes and Tyres. Who are these sons? And who are these people? Well, let's explain to you what they are. Let's read verse five. By these were the isles of the Gentiles. So the sons of Japheth are the Gentiles, brothers and sisters, or white people. I'm going to say that again. The sons of Japheth are Gentiles or white people. It says, by these were the isles of the Gentiles divided in their lands, every one after his tongue, after their families and their nations. So this is what you call learning something on the way to learning something. If you don't come from that one son, Noah, Japheth, you are not a Gentile. So don't let these preachers and pastors misinform you by saying that if you're not a Jew, you're a Gentile. Well, there are many nations other than the Jewish nation. And as a matter of fact, the Jew came from the term Judah, which is only one of the 12 tribes of Israel. So what about the other 11 tribes of Israel? They're Israelites, so are they Gentiles because they are not Jewish or come out of Judah? It's nonsense, brothers and sisters. That's why we read this Bible to you. Here it clearly says that the sons of Japheth and all of those who came out of him at verse five, by these were the isles of the Gentiles. So we know we're dealing with Gentiles, right? But now let's get back to Russia, brothers and sisters. Here, his sons were Gomar, Magog, Medad, Javan, Tubal, and Meshes, and Tyres. Now, the question is, who are these people today? Let's go and break down who are the seven sons of Japheth in today's society. What is their name today? Well, Javan are your Greeks, your Romans, your French, your Italian, your Spanish, and your Portuguese. Okay? And I want to pull this thing up because I want you to be able to see this as I'm reading them also. Uh, I want you to be able to see the chart. Sons of Japheth. Okay. Japheth. I want you to be able to see them for yourself, brothers and sisters. Let's see if I can pull this up. Uh, let me see. There we go. I think I got it right here. We're going to look at the table chart, brothers and sisters, and I'm going to screenshot this. All right. And I'm going to crop it, just show you all the stuff that I got to do in real time. Now that it's cropped, I got to reverse it backwards so that you can see it on your screen. So let's go ahead and reverse it. See, I love y'all all this research. So let's look at it. And while you're looking at it, I'll read it off. Okay. You see it? Javan is the Greeks, the Romans, Magog. You got the Slavs, the Russians, the Bulgarians, Bohemians, Poles, Slavics, Croatians. But then you go down there to Meshis 
And you also have the Russians also. But you got Magog up there, brothers and sisters. See, these are all provinces of Russia. And we're going to deal with that and we're going to read that right now. But these are your Gentiles or your Caucasians or your white folks, brothers and sisters. But let's deal with Russia. Let's deal with Gog and Magog, brothers and sisters. Let's go to your Bibles, to the book of Ezekiel, the 38th chapter, verses 1 through 5. Ezekiel, the 38th chapter, verses 1 through 5. And we want you to turn, we want you to read these things in your Bibles too, but we also post them right here so that you can see it. Ezekiel, the 38th chapter, and let's deal with verses 1 through 5. It says, and the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, son of man. Now, many people would think that this is Ezekiel, right? But this is Ezekiel writing the words of Jesus, brothers and sisters. So when it says son of man, son of man is Jesus. But it's written as if Ezekiel is the one talking. No, this is Jesus talking. Ezekiel is just um, scribing what Jesus is dictating him to write. So it says, son of man, set thy face against Gog, the land of Magog, the chief prince of Meshes and Tubal, and prophesy, prophesy against them. Now, whoever the prince is, is going to be your prime minister or your president, brothers and sisters, as like today, um, your prince would be considered as Vladimir Putin. Okay, but this is an end time prophecy. We don't know if he's going to be in that seat when this prophecy takes place. But it says, son of man, set thy face. And this is Ezekiel 38 and 2. Against God, the land of Magog, the chief prince of Meshes and Tubal, and prophesy against him and say, thus saith the Lord God, behold, I am against thee, O Gog, the chief prince of Meshes and Tubal, and I will turn thee back and put hooks into thy jaws, and I will bring thee forth and all thine army. So the Lord is allowing Russia to gain his house back. What do you mean gain his house back? Ukraine used to be a part of Russia under the Soviet Union, brothers and sisters. So Vladimir Putin, and the Russian government is trying to retrieve or get back the nations that used to belong to them, brothers and sisters. You don't know the mind of a madman. We're looking at it and listening to the propaganda that we hear in the Western world, but it used to be the USSR. And we'll break that down in one moment. It says, and I will bring thee forth and all thine army, horses, horsemen, all of them clothed with all sorts of armor, even a great company with bucklers and shields, all of them handling swords. Persia, Ethiopia, Libya with them, all of them with shield and helmets. Well, wait a minute. Persia? Who is Persia today, brothers and sisters? Well, let's go back. And let's do our research and let's go ahead and type in who are the Persians today, okay? Let's see who we come up with right here. 
And then we're going to find out something interesting that just happened um, this month, brothers and sisters. Come on, there we go. Cooperate with me. So I got to do the same thing. I'm going to crop. I'm going to save. And I'm going to reverse because I want you guys to see who Persia is today, since it mentioned Persia in the Bible, Ethiopia, Libya, with them. These are the nations that's going to be with Russia, brothers and sisters. I want you to read it. Okay. Let's go here. And it says, today, most Persians live in Iran. However, not all Iranians are Persians. There are additional ethnic and tribal groups that reside in modern Iran, including Azari and a Kurdish people, according to the CIA. Okay? So the new home for Persia or Persians today is Iran, and they are going under the name of Iran or Iranians. Well, the Bible says that these people Persians or today Iranians would be with Russia. Well, let's go and do a little bit more research and find out what just happened with NATO, brothers and sisters. It says here, Iran and the war in Ukraine. As the situation in Ukraine deteriorated in February, Iran's foreign minister, Amir, uh, Abdullahan accused NATO of um, provocative actions that escalated the situation in Ukraine and led to war. In an emergency session of the United Nations General Assembly on March the 2nd, Iran abstained and didn't support the resolution denouncing the Russian invasion. So Iran didn't join NATO. Iran didn't join the United States and the Western nations in condemning Russia. It says Iran abstained. But isn't that what we just read in the Bible? That Persia was going to be with Gog and Magog? Iran is with Russia, brothers and sisters, and that's directly dealing with biblical prophecy. So everything is falling in line. I'm sorry, Mo, I'm just getting a little bit excited. So now let's go back and find out why Russia wants to possess and conquer Ukraine. We're gonna go back into the Wikipedia and deal with the USSR. And Sister Key, if you want to, you can copy that and paste that in the comment section as well. And I might be able to do that because I want you guys to read it while I'm reading it. And uh, I want you guys to get this information as we are disseminating this information and know that, no, this is not coming from us, brothers and sisters. This is biblical history and this is modern day history. So let's go ahead and put this in the comment section as I'm copying and going to paste it in here. Okay. Let's do that. Okay, it's coming through right now, brothers and sisters. So you'll be able to read it while it's being pasted. Let's see if it comes up. 
There you go. Just tap on see more. Let's read this together. The USSR, the Soviet Union, officially the Union of Soviet Socialist Republic, USSR, was a socialist state that spanned Eurasia during its existence from 1922 to 1991. And that's when Ukraine got her independence in 1991. It says it was normally a federal union of multiple national republics and practice its government and economy were highly centralized until its final years. The country was a one party state prior to 1990 governed by the Communist Party of the Soviet Union, with Moscow as its capital within the largest and most populous republic. The Russian, other major urban centers were uh, Leningrad, Kiev. Now, you know, Kiev is the capital of Ukraine. They've been talking about Kiev for the past two weeks, that that is the capital of Ukraine, and when are the Russians going to finally take the capital city of Ukraine. But anyway, Kyiv was a part of it. Minsk, uh, Tashkent, Alma-Ata, and Novosibirsk. It was the largest country in the world covering over 22,402,200 square kilometers uh, and spanning 11 time zones. You see how big Russia was? Spanning 11 time zones, 22,402,200 square kilometers. So the Soviet Union, USSR, was a big dominant nation until these small countries begin to get their independence around 1991, which is when Ukraine got its independence from Russia. So many people now who are watching this and who are not aware of the Bible and its prophecy are getting a little bit scared now. They're getting a little bit paranoid now. They're saying, well, wait a minute, man, everything is about to kick off. World War III, the great tribulation, Armageddon, everything is about to kick off. Well, let's go to Matthew the 24th chapter before you get too worried and before you jump to many conclusions, let's find out what the word says and how things are going to fall in order and what you are to look for before you start getting nervous. Let's go to Matthew, the 24th chapter, verses 6 through 8. Matthew, the 24th chapter. Verses 6 through 8. Matthew 24, verses 6 through 8. And it reads, And you shall hear of wars and rumors of wars see that you be not troubled for all these things must come to pass but the end is not yet but nation shall rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom and there shall be famines and pestilence and earthquakes well wait a minute what's a pestilence that's your COVID 19 virus that's a pestilence. So now is the time when pestilence is supposed to be on the earth, such as Omicron and COVID-19 and all those things that we have been, the plague, brothers and sisters, that we've been experiencing as of late. But also, we're supposed to be experiencing nation rising again.
against him, kingdom rising against king, uh, kingdom, earthquakes in diverse places. And it says, all these are the beginnings of sorrows, brothers and sisters. But the end is not yet. So let's go a little bit further into our lesson, brothers and sisters. And let's talk about what we are to look for and what are the signs and the events that we are supposed to have here. That was Matthew 24, verses 6 through 8 that we just read, Sister Mo, and it was posted right above your comment as well. There are a series of events that must take place before the end can come, brothers and sisters. There must be a man of sin who stands up and announces himself to be God here on earth. Putin is not that man, brothers and sisters. They don't have religion in Russia publicly like the Western countries have, who are primarily um, Catholic, brothers and sisters. That's why we go to church on Sunday, not us. We go on the Sabbath day. But when I say we, I'm talking about as a nation, go to church on Sunday because that's a Roman Catholic thing. Catholic thing. The celebration of Christmas as the birth of Christ is a Roman Catholic thing. Celebrating New Year's Day on January the 1st when we January is the 11th month of the year and not the first month of the new year. Well, how do you know that, Brother Black? Well, let's begins with DEC means 10. A decade is 10 years, 10 races. Decimal point is rounding to the nearest tenth, and all those words have one thing in common. They have the root or the etymology, DEC, which means 10. So does the month December. The Root of the word October, O-C-T, means eight. So anything you put O-C-T in front of, like octopus, eight tentacles, octagon, eight sides, such as a stop sign. So if October means eight, nove means nine, but the Roman Catholic Church has you celebrating the new year, January the 1st. And we don't know what we're really celebrating because it was given that name by the Romans by this God called Janus, brothers and sisters, which is this God right here. This is the month that January was named after right here. The God Janus, just type it in your Google search engine, the God Janus, or where did January get its name from? This was the God, the Roman God of two heads. One looking in the past, one looking in the future. So they said, well, man, we're going to change the months of the year instead of it being in the springtime when the seasons change, like it's supposed to be. And we can actually tell you what day it's on, brothers and sisters, because we got it in the word. But that's another lesson for another time. But let's look at this man of sin, this man that will come change seasons, uh, not seasons, but change times and months of the year and, and the Sabbath day from the seventh day of the week to the first day of the week. This man is supposed to deceive the whole world. This is what we're waiting on. But this man has a church that he belongs to and a doctrine that he belongs to. What is his church? What is his religion? 
Let us find out the headquarters of this church. Let's go to the book of Revelations, the 17th chapter. We're going to get back to Russia in a minute, but let's go to Revelations, the 17th chapter, and we're going to read verse 3. Revelation 17, and we're going to read verse 3, and then verse 9, Revelation 17 and 3. It says, so he carried me away in the spirit into the wilderness, and I saw a woman sit upon a scarlet colored beast, full of names of blasphemy, having seven heads and ten horns. Wait a minute. I saw a woman sit upon a scarlet colored beast? Wait a minute. Let's go down to verse 9. And here is the mind which have wisdom. The seven heads are seven mountains on which the woman sit. What nation on this earth sits on seven hills or seven mountains? And the answer to that question, brothers and sisters, is Rome. Let's go to the Wikipedia and let's look at the seven hills or the seven mountains of Rome. This is the seven mountains that the woman sit on. The seven hills of Rome. The Esquine Hill, the Palatine Hill, that's two. The Aventine Hill, that's three. The Capitoline Hill, that's four. The Quino Hill, that's five. The Vimino Hill, that's six. And the Cilian Hill, that's seven. You got seven hills that Rome sit on. So Jesus gave us a sign and an area and a location to point to, brothers and sisters. And it just so happened that when you point to Rome, you got to point to the Roman Catholic Church. And when you get point to the Roman Catholic Church, you got to point to the Pope, brothers and sisters. Now, if you want to go a little bit further back, you can go back to the Roman Emperor Constantine, who in 321 A.D., commissioned all these changes to happen. He was the one, the Roman Emperor Constantine, through Rome and the Roman Catholic Church who changed the Sabbath day from Saturday to Sunday. He was the one who gave the symbol of a cross as the symbol of a religion. And all of us just fall in line today because we didn't know any better until now. Because now we have opened the book and we're reading the words of this book. And we're finally finding out some of the things that mama told us didn't line up with this book. Some of the things that daddy told us didn't line up with this book, that grandmama told us didn't line up with this book. It don't make them bad people. They didn't do it intentionally. They meant well, but they were repeating a falsehood that was passed down from generation to generation to generation. But let's get on this man of sin brothers and sisters. Let's go to the book of, back to the book of Matthew, the 24th chapter, and deal with this man of sin. Matthew 24, and we're going to go down, Matthew, the 24th chapter. This is the prophecy of Jesus, the end time prophecy of Jesus, and what to look for. Matthew 24, and we're going to go down to verses 15 and 16. Matthew 24, verses 15 and 16. And it says, when you therefore shall see the abomination of desolation. I'm like, when I was younger, I used to be like, what is the abomination of, de of, de of desolation? 
It's a man, brothers and sisters. It's him. It's that one that is supposed to stand in the holy place of pronounces himself to be God here on earth. It is the Antichrist or the false prophet. It says, when you therefore shall see the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophet stand in the holy place, place. whosoever readeth, let him understand. It says, then let them that be in Judea flee into the mountains. Okay? Because there's a lot of stuff that's going to go down when this man stands in the holy place. But we got one place, and that's in the New Testament that's talking about it. But now we got to go to the prophecy of Daniel and read about this abomination of desolation. Because, again, the New Testament is nothing but a testimony of what was already written in the Old Testament. You can't have a New Testament without an Old Testament, brothers and sisters. And you can't even understand the New Testament without going back to the Old Testament or the law. Let's go to Daniel, the seventh chapter, and we're going to read verses one through three. Daniel, the seventh chapter, and we're going to read verses one through three. What must happen before the end come? Because people are nervous. They're saying, oh man, Russia is moving. Russia is a nuclear power. We worried now. No, brothers and sisters, you better be worried when this man relocates his headquarters from the Roman Empire to Jerusalem. That's when you need to be worried. And that's why we're showing you this, brothers and sisters, so that you will know in advance what to look for. Daniel, the seventh chapter, and we're going to read verses one through three. Daniel, the seventh chapter, verses one through three, and it reads, it says, in the first year of Belshazzar, king of Babylon, Daniel had a dream and visions of his head upon his bed. And he wrote the dream and told the sum of the matter. So the question is now, Daniel, what is his dream? And what are the sums of the matters? Daniel spake and said, I saw in my vision by night and behold, the four winds of the heaven strove upon the great sea. Who are the four winds? Those are the nations of the earth. Who is the great sea? Those are the people, brothers and sisters. You ever been to a concert and it looks like a sea of people? So the nations strove against the great sea and the four great beasts came up from the sea, diverse one from another. Who are these four great beasts, brothers and sisters? You got Babylon, you got the Medes and the Persians, you got the Greeks, and you got the Romans. We pointing back to Rome again, brothers and sisters. See, Russia has her part to play, but the biggest part that's gonna be played and the biggest role and the star of the show is Rome when it comes to the Gentile nation. Now, Let's go down a little bit further and continue reading about what Daniel saw. Let's go to verses seven and eight. And it reads, after this, I saw in the night visions and behold, a fourth beast, dreadful and terrible. That's Rome, brothers and sisters, and strong exceedingly. And it had a great iron teeth and it devoured and break in pieces and stamped the residue with the feet of it. And it was diverse from all the beasts that were before it and it had 10 horns. I considered the horns and behold, there came up among them another little horn 
before whom there were there, there were three of the first horns plucked up by the roots, and behold, in this horn were eyes like the eyes of man, and a mouth speaking great things. Uh-oh, speaking great things, blasphemy, brothers and sisters. Deceiving nations, speaking great things, it says, and be and, and beheld till the thrones were cast down, and the ancient of days did sit whose garment was white as snow and hair hair like the head of pure wool. That nappy stuff, brothers and sisters. His throne was like the fiery flame and his wheels as a burning fire. So now we're getting into the coming of Jesus, but this man of sin has to come and introduce himself to the world before Jesus can come. So let's read a little bit more about this man of sin. Let's go down, still we're in the same place, verses 23 through 25, Daniel 9. 23 through 25 and it says thus he said the fourth beast shall be the fourth kingdom upon the earth which shall be diverse from all kingdoms and shall devour the whole earth and shall tr tread it down and break it in pieces see the romans figured out a way to conquer the whole world non-militarily non-militarily see they knew that no military power could last forever but if I get your mind by taking your religion and twisting it, and this is why we consider ourselves Bible Christians, because the Christians who call themselves Christians today that go to church on Sunday, they are Roman Christians, brothers and sisters. And again, many of our people don't know any better. These are the people who celebrate Christmas and Easter and New Year's. These are the people who don't keep the seven feast days of the Lord, which we were commanded to do in Leviticus, the 23rd chapter. So we consider ourselves Bible Christians and we separate ourselves from the Roman Christians, brothers and sisters, because many of the Roman, Roman Christianity does not line up with this book. Another lesson for another time. But let's continue with Daniel because it's getting good, brothers and sisters. Now, let's go to Daniel, the eighth chapter. Just turn your page. Go to Daniel, the eighth chapter. Right now, the man of sin has to set up his headquarters. But the people who are over there in Jerusalem today who call themselves Jews or Israelites, they are not brothers and sisters. They are Edomites, the man that went over to. Uh, Russia to speak with Vladimir Putin, and he tried to advocate on behalf of the Ukrainians because the Ukrainian president is a German who converted to Judaism. See, those people under Hitler were Germans, brothers and sisters, that converted to the doctrine of the Israelite people, our people. But that would be the same as if I went to China and I converted to Buddhism, but now all of a sudden I would start calling myself Chinese. You can't change your nationality because you adopted a religious doctrine. So those people who call themselves Jews, brothers and sisters, that came out of Germany, they are Gentiles, seeds of Japhat or Japhat that we read in Genesis, the 10th chapter. Now, what happened was that that man, the Ukrainian president, who is a, um, 
what what do you call them um ashkenaz ashkenazi jew i'm gonna say that again an ashkenazi jew and if you look up ashkenazi jew it'll tell you that they originated in germany but if you also read genesis the 10th chapter and the descendants of japhat you will also see ashkenaz as one of his grandsons and it's mentioned that he was a gentile so again those german gentiles mixed in with those edomites or descendants of esau and they live and populate jerusalem today but the real israelites were spread throughout the four corners of the world and we'll get into that also so you who call yourself african-american you're actually israelites brothers and sisters who many of the African people sold into slavery, so much so that the prime minister of Dahomey from Nigeria had to apologize because they sold 3 million Israelites to the Europeans that came over on the ships. Oh, it's a lot of information being dispelled here tonight, brothers and sisters, but I promise you we are almost there and we're gonna get there. So again, that Edomite, that went and spoke to Vladimir Putin didn't move him because Vladimir Putin in Russia has a job to do. See, when God gives you prophecy, prophecy cannot be broken. Russia has to do what she's doing. She has to get her house back in order because God has to set them up. For what though? Let's continue reading, brothers and sisters. Oh, it's getting good, Sister Key. I want to see where I want to go now. Mm. Because of the sake of time, Sister Key, let's go and deal with why God is setting up Russia. We're going to go all the way down, Sister Key. And some of this lesson, you can go and get it in our lesson called The Great Escape on our YouTube channel, The Truth Hour Bible Class YouTube channel go in and type in the great escape okay dealing with the wilderness um and then type in truth without some of the lessons some of this stuff about daniel and his prophecy that we won't be able to get to tonight because we want to really hone in on this russia thing so now when jesus comes back and gathers us brothers and sisters back into the land we're going to have a thousand years of peace but the question is Russia, Gog, Magog, and the role that they have in end time biblical prophecy. Let's deal with it. Let's deal with it, brothers and sisters. Now, when Jesus comes, after that three and a half year period that the man of sin has to rule unopposedly, other than the two witnesses speaking the truth, but even those two witnesses must be overcome and must be killed. But when Jesus comes back, brothers and sisters, the first thing that he does is begin to gather us from the four corners of the earth. One of the first things that he does. So yes, America is currently your base, but it's not your place. Everybody got to go back into their own place. So we got to go back to Israel. The same Israel that the Romans kicked us out of in 70 AD. Another lesson for another time. We spoke about that too a couple of weeks ago. But let's go to the book of Ezekiel, the 38th chapter. 
verses 8 through 14. Let's get back to Russia. Ezekiel 38, verses 8 through 14. Let's see what prophecy God got for Russia and her allies. Ezekiel 38, 8 through 18. And it reads, after many days, you should be visited. In the latter years, thou shalt come into the land that is brought back from the sword. What is the land that was brought back from the sword? It's Israel, brothers and sisters. We're going to have a thousand years of peace. It says you shall come back into the land that is brought back from the sword and is gathered out of many people against the mountains of Israel, which have been always waste, but is brought forth out of the nations and they shall dwell safely, all of them. So the Lord is going to come and get us out of the nations that we were in and he's going to gather us and bring us back into the land but russia got a role to play and let's find out what god and may god gonna do it says thou shalt ascend and come like a storm you shall be like a cloud to cover the land it's going to be so many from the russian army and their allies that it's going to be they're going to be like a cloud covering the land it says, you and all your bands and many people with you, thus saith the Lord. It shall also come to pass that at the same time shall things come into your mind and you shall think an evil thought. So they're going to start thinking about doing things to us that the normal people wouldn't even think about doing. It says, and you shall say, I will go up to the land of unwelling villages. I will go to them that are at rest. What do you mean at rest? When Jesus comes back and begins his thousand year reign, that's what the Lord called his rest. Remember in the wilderness with the children of Israel, he promised them that they wouldn't see his rest. His rest is the first resurrection, which takes place when he comes back. So you will have both flesh and blood beings and spirit beings in that first resurrection, brothers and sisters. And those spirit beings will be ruling over those flesh and blood beings for that thousand year period. But that's called his rest. So he said, I will go to them at their rest. That's what these the Russian army is going to say that dwell safely. Why are we dwelling safely? Because Jesus is covering and protecting us. All of them dwelling without walls and having neither bars nor gates, to take a spoil, uh-oh, and to take a prey, uh-oh, to turn thine hand upon the desolate place that are now inhabited, and upon the people that are gathered out of the nations. There it is again. Those slaves that were spread through the four corners of the earth by where the transatlantic slave trade, we're going to be gathered out of all the nations in which we currently um, reside. He said, and upon the people that are gathered, gathered out of the nations which have gotten cattle and goods that dwell in the midst of the land, Sheba and Dedan and the merchants of Tarshish, with all the young lions thereof shall say unto thee, art thou come to take a spoil? Hast thou gathered thy company to take a prey, to carry away silver and gold, to take away cattle and goods, to take away a great spoil? Well, wait a minute. After a thousand years of living in peace, you mean to tell me that you going to fight against God and God's people? Well, let's go ahead and read about it. 
let's go to the book of Ezekiel, the 20th chapter. We're going to double down on this. Ezekiel, the 20th chapter, verses 33 to 38. Ezekiel, the 20th chapter, verses 33 to 38. And it reads, As I live, saith the Lord, surely with the mighty hand and with the stretched out arm and with fury poured out will I rule over you. And I will bring you out from the people and will gather you out of the countries wherein you were scattered. And again, how were we scattered? By way of the slave ships, brothers and sisters. He said, with a mighty hand and with a stretched out arm and with the fury poured out, and I will bring you into the wilderness of the people, and there will I plead with you face to face. Now, that's our prophecy. When the Lord's talking about he's going to plead with us, is either you get down or you lay down. Which one are you going to do? Ain't no bargaining, brothers and sisters. The Lord is talking about killing you when he says pleading with you. Either you're going to accept these statutes and these laws and these commandments that, that I gave you in the beginning, or you're going to die where you stand. He said, like as I pleaded with your fathers in the wilderness of the land of Egypt, so will I plead with you, saith the Lord. So we got a correspondence to look to to see what he did with our fathers in Egypt and the wilderness because out of the millions of people that came out of Egypt and sojourned in the wilderness for 40 years, under only Joshua and Caleb were the ones that made it out of the wilderness. And the rest of them didn't make it. That's how the Lord plead with you. He says, like as I pleaded with your fathers in the wilderness of the land of Egypt, so will I plead with you, saith the Lord, and I will cause you to pass under the rod. That's the law. And I will bring you into the bond of the covenant. And I will purge out from among you the rebels and them that trust, transgress, um, transgress against me. And I will bring them forth out of the country where they sojourn. I will bring them out of the country like America where they sojourn and they shall not enter into the land of Israel and you shall know that I am the Lord. And they, sh so brothers and sisters, once he gather us from the four corners of the, of the, of the, of the world, we got to go back into the wilderness where he has to purge us before we can go into the Holy Land, because ain't nothing gonna go into the Holy Land, but that which is pure. But again, we not done with Russia, because again, once we're in the Holy Land and we chilling and ain't no wars and ain't no tigers fighting against no lions, they said that they should eat straw when Jesus comes back, brothers and sisters. Let's go to Revelations 27 and nine. Now we're about to see what the prophecy is and how things are going to go down after the thousand year rest period and peace without Satan being in a picture. That's why it's rest, brothers and sisters, because you ain't got to deal with no deceiver during that thousand year period. Satan shall be put away, but he's going to be loosed again after that thousand year period. And let's go read about it. Revelation the 20th chapter. Now Russia comes back into the picture, brothers and sisters. But again, he, she has to get her house in order first. Revelations, the 20th chapter, 
let's go down to verse seven. Verse seven through nine, and it reads, and when the thousand years are expired, Satan shall be loosed out of his prison and shall go out to deceive the nations which are in the four quarters of the earth. Gog and Magog, there it is again. Russia shows up again from Ezekiel to Revelations. The prophecy of Russia is sound, brothers and sisters, and her allies. It says, and shall go out to deceive the nations, Satan is going to do, which are in the four quarters of the earth, Gog and Magog, to gather them together to battle, the number of whom is as the sand of the sea. Didn't we read in the book of Ezekiel that they're going to cover our land like a cloud? And here it says that their number is whom is as the sand of the sea. And they went up on the breadth of the earth and compassed the camp of the saints about and the beloved city, Jerusalem, brothers and sisters, Israel. And fire came down from God out of heaven and devoured them. So once Jesus comes on the scene and rules for that thousand years, we ain't got to have no army no more, brothers and sisters, because Jesus is going to fight our battle for us. And the father is going to fight our battle for us. So we not we ain't got to take up weapons against Russia like Ukraine has to do today to fend her off. And to defend herself. Here, brothers and sisters, God is going to fight our battle. And that's the end time prophecy. That's going to be the last battle, brothers and sisters. Let's go to Ezekiel, the 38th chapter, 15 through 23. Ezekiel 38, 15 through 23. We only got a couple more places, brothers and sisters. So hang tight. Ezekiel, the 38th chapter. And 15 through 23, and it reads, it says, and you shall come from thy place out of the north parts, you and many people with you, all of them riding on horses and a great company and a mighty army, a mighty army. And you shall come up against my people of Israel as a cloud to cover the land. We read that again. <clears throat> it shall be in the latter days and I will bring thee against my land. I will bring thee against my land. So who's bringing Russia against us? The Lord is going to bring Russia against us. Why is the Lord going to bring Russia against us? Because the Lord wants to destroy that nation. <clears throat> so who's moving Russia today? The Lord is moving Russia today. The Lord is positioning Russia directly in the position that he needs her to be in. Oh, see, brothers and sisters, y'all don't think about that when y'all see what's going on in the world today. It says, and I will bring you against my land that the heathen may know when I shall be sanctified in thee, O God, before their eyes. Thus saith the Lord God, are you he of whom I have spoken at old time by my servants, the prophets of Israel? which prophesied in those days, many years that I will bring you against them? Are you that nation that the, prof that the prophets of old spoke about Russia? Yes, 
Russia is that nation. It says, and it shall come to pass at the same time when God shall come against the land of Israel, saith the Lord God, that my fury shall come up in my face. For in my jealousy and in the fire of my wrath have I spoken. Surely in that day there shall be a great shaking in the land of Israel, so that the fishes of the sea and the fowls of the heaven and the beasts of the field and all creeping things that creep upon the earth and all the men that are upon the face of the earth shall shake at my presence. And the mountain shall be thrown down and the steep places shall fall and every wall shall fall to the ground. And I will call for a sword against him throughout all my mountains, saith the Lord. Every man's sword shall be against his brother. And I will plead against him with pestilence and with blood. And I will rain upon him and upon his bands and upon the many people that are with him in overflowing rain and great hailstone, fire and brimstone. Thus will I magnify myself and sanctify myself and I will be known in the eyes of many nations, and they shall know that I am the Lord. See, the Lord wants to prove himself to the world who he really is. See, you don't think that the Lord is who he says he is because you are allowed to get away with what you're doing today. But the Lord has to allow a problem to exist that's so great that no one can deal with it but himself. Who can deal with Pharaoh other than the Lord, brothers and sisters? God wanted to make himself known to the nations. So he destroyed Egypt, brothers and sisters. Sodom and Gomorrah. Who would have thought that with all the things that they had going on and all the pleasures that they were experiencing of sin, brothers and sisters, but the Lord took them down. The Lord wanted to make himself known, brothers and sisters. And at the end of the day, Russia as a superpower, nobody's going to be able to deal with her, brothers and sisters. But it's because the Lord wants to make her, himself known. Let's go ahead and close out, brothers and sisters. Let's go to, oh man, it's getting so good. It's getting so good, y'all. Where we at? Where we at? Let me see. We just left Ezekiel, the 38th chapter. Mm. Let's go uh, Ezekiel, the 39th chapter. We only got two more places to go. Ezekiel 39, and we're going to start at verse 1. Ezekiel 39, we're going to start at verse 1, and it reads, we're going to read verses 1 through 11. It says, therefore, thou son of man, prophesy against Gog. There's that Gog again, brothers and sisters. Thus saith the Lord God, behold, I am against thee, Gog, the chief prince of Meshes and Tubal, and I will turn thee back and leave but the sixth part of you and will cause thee to come up from the north parts, and I will bring thee upon the mountains of Israel. Who's going to bring Russia to battle Israel? 
Oh, the Lord is going to put the idea in their mind so much so that even if they wanted to change their mind to come against us, they won't be able to because the Lord said he is going to bring them upon the mountains of Israel. And I will smite thy bow out of thy left hand and I will cause thine arrows to fall out of thy right hand. Thou shalt fall upon the mountains of Israel. Thou and all thy bands and the people that is with thee, I will give thee unto the ravenous birds of every sort and to the beast of the field to devour. Thou shalt fall upon the open field, for I have spoken it, saith the Lord. Do you know, brothers and sisters, that it's going to be so many of them killed that the stench of their bodies will be able to be smelled by people who walk past? or travel past, let's go ahead and read. It says, thou shalt fall upon the open field, for I have spoken it, saith the Lord. And I will send a fire on Magog. Didn't we read that in Revelations, the 20th chapter, that he's gonna rain down fire to devour them? Well, that's nothing new. That's no new information. It was already written of in the book of Ezekiel, the 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 39th chapter but because some of you say well we don't need that old old testament no more you wouldn't even know that that was already there because you don't read the old testament no more it says here and i will send a fire on magog at verse six and among them that dwell carelessly in the isles and they shall know that i am the lord so will i make my holy name known in the midst of my people israel and i would not let them pollute my holy name anymore and the heathen shall know that i am the lord the holy one of israel why does he keep saying they shall know that i am the lord because right down they don't know who the lord is if they knew who the lord was then they would be going to church on saturday if they knew who the Lord was, then they would be keeping the seven feast days of the Lord as listed in Leviticus, the 23rd chapter. <clears throat> if they knew who the Lord was, then they would put down Christmas and Easter and New Year's and Halloween and those paganistic things that, that they have brought into Christianity. So the Lord wants to make himself known because the Jesus that the world is worshiping is not the Jesus of this Bible. There are two Jesuses, brothers and sisters. The one that the world knows to be Jesus and then there's the one that the Bible writes about. Who tells you to remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy. He said, so behold, it is come and it is done, saith the Lord. This is the day whereof I have spoken. And they that dwell in the cities of Israel shall go forth and shall set on fire and burn the weapons, both the shields and the bucklers and the bows and the arrows and the hand stays and the spears. And they shall burn them with fire for seven years. It's going to be so many weapons and so many bodies, brothers and sisters, that the Lord said we're going to be burning these weapons for seven years. It says, so that they shall take no wood out of the field, neither cut down any out of the forest, but they shall burn the weapons with fire. And they shall spoil those that spoiled them and rob those that robbed them, saith the Lord. And it shall come to pass in that day that I will give unto Gog, Russia, 
a place there of graves in Israel. So all those bodies that's going to be um, killed, we're going to give them a grave in Israel. We're going to be nice. And the Lord said, I will give unto God a place there of graves in Israel, the valley of the passengers on the east of the sea. And it shall stop the noses of the passengers. And there shall they bury God and all his multitude, and they shall call it the valley of Hamangog. It's going to be so many bodies and so many graves that it says it's going to stop the noses of the passengers that pass by. Come on, God. So the question is this, brothers and sisters. Are there any believers in Russia? Are there any believers in Ukraine? Are there any believers in Iran or any of the nations that's going to join themselves onto Russia? Will there be believers in Russia when Jesus comes back? Of course there will be. But the question is, because they're Russian citizens, will they be saved? Well, let's go to a place and find out, are the only people that's going to be saved are Israel? Those of us who are in the four corners of the earth that the Lord is going to gather from the four corners of the earth and bring back into the land. Let's go to Revelation, the seventh chapter and ninth verse. And let's read this. This is going to be the last place, brothers and sisters. Unless it's the key, you got one last place you want me to close out. If so, then just inbox it to me, okay? Revelation 7 and 9. Are there going to be any Russians saved by Jesus and have a place in Jesus's and God's rule, brothers and sisters? Let's, let's read Revelation 7 and 9. This is after the, the 144,000 were sealed. The 12,000 out of each of the 12 tribes of the children of Israel, they've already been sealed and saved and set apart and sanctified. But let's read Revelation 79. It says, after this, I beheld and lo, a great multitude, which no man could number, of all nations. Well, isn't Russia a nation? Isn't Iran a nation? It says, after this I beheld and lo, a great multitude, which no man could number of all nations and kindreds and people and tongues stood before the throne and before the lamb clothed with white robes and palms in their hands. Verse 10. And cried with a loud voice, saying, Salvation to our God, which sitteth upon the throne and unto the Lamb. So, yes, even some Russian citizens, brothers and sisters, will be saved. Those who accept Jesus as their Lord and Savior. Confess their sins, be baptized in the name of Jesus for the, resi for the remission of their sins, even them. Although their armies are going to be destroyed, but the people who accept Jesus as their Lord and Savior, they will be spared because here it says, I beheld a great multitude, which no man could number of all nations. That is concrete and it leaves no nation out of all 
nations. So brothers and sisters, this was a very informative and powerful lesson. And we just put this lesson together last night, brothers and sisters. I was at work until 11 o'clock last night. So I want to thank Sister Key Israel. I want to thank Team Truth Hour. I want to thank all of you all who support this ministry, this online Bible-based ministry. Share this lesson so that people could not be worried so much about what's going on in Ukraine today. What's happening is supposed to happen, brothers and sisters. So I thank you so much for your time. Now, if you are on Facebook, we ask that you go like our YouTube channel. Please go and subscribe to our YouTube channel. And that channel is Truth Hour TV. I'll put it in the comment section. That channel is Truth Hour TV. We ask that you go and subscribe to that channel. Now, those who are on YouTube, please go like our Facebook group page, which is the Truth Hour Bible Class. The Truth Hour Bible Class. Please go and like that um, channel on Facebook. Now, if you would like to be added to our text message invite reminder list, then text your name and the keywords Truth Hour to 312-719-7310. That way, before we go live on air, you'll get a text message from that number right there that's about to pop up, letting you know what the lesson is for that particular Tuesday. And as a reminder for you to get on the air because the Truth Hour is about to go live. All right. Also, if you would like to be a part of our online Bible based ministry, we need you, brothers and sisters. That means that you will help us share these lessons, invite people to the live feed when we're on the live feed and um, be a part of this online Bible based ministry. Even in some cases, be a part of our research committee to help us research some of the information that we share in some of these lessons. So if you would like to be a part of Team Truth Hour, I want everybody right now who's a part of our ministry, who's a part of Team Truth Hour, to put Team Truth Hour in the comment section. And anybody that does that, you can reach out to them and they can point you in our direction and we can sit and interview you so we can let you know what we stand for, who we are, and if you want to be a part of this online Bible-based ministry. All right? Team Truth Hour, let's go to work. So um, other than that, brothers and sisters, one more time, please go online and vote for me um, for the Chicago Music Awards for Best Spoken Word Poet. I'm going to put that in the comment section also as well. And um, hopefully we can bring this thing home, brothers and sisters. We will know who the winner is um, of the Chicago Music Awards on April the 2nd. And if you're in the Chicagoland area and if, if you want to go with us to the Chicago Music Awards, then uh, let me know. Okay. So I am putting this in the comments section. There is a link attached to it as well. And you can tap on that link and you can go to the information and submit your information. Go down to category 12, select Black Ice for Best Spoken Word Poet, then go down and hit send. With that being said, brothers and sisters, we're going to stand up and face Jerusalem as we pray out. 
my sister Momo called me after this is over. I want to know what you thought about this lesson. Uh, that's my sister. I love her so much. We graduated from high school together. Along with my team, Truth Our Family, Sister Key Israel, who's always posting those scriptures. You don't see her name, but when you say, when you see the Truth Our Bible class, that's Sister Key Israel that's there. Also, if you want to go to Bible class with me this Saturday, right? Come out to Riverdale with me, which is right on the outskirts of Chicago, South Suburb of Chicago, and you can go to Bible class with us on a Sabbath day. It, uh, it starts at 12 o'clock and we're out of there about 2.30, brothers and sisters. Get a little two and a half hours of your time on the day that he commanded us to give us, give him that time, right? On the Sabbath day. So you are welcome to come and join us uh, at Bible class. Let's go ahead and face Jerusalem and pray out. Father God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, Father God, we say thank you, and we thank you for a mighty powerful lesson that we gave on tonight, Father God. We give all credit and all praise to you, Father God, for any enlightenment that anybody received for tonight, Father God. Let their eyes and their ears be open, Father God, as to what your words say, Father God, so like you said in your word, that they may know that you are the Lord God. Father God, we again ask that all those who watch this lesson and listen to this lesson tonight be edified, and we pray at the end of the day that you get all the glorification, Father God, because you are the one that deserves it. We pray this prayer, we come before you in the mighty name of Jesus, Yahshua, in which we pray in, amen. Thank you so much again, brothers and sisters. Please go and share this lesson as many times as you can so they can know what's going on in Ukraine. And go and subscribe to our YouTube channel, Truth Hour TV. Peace and blessings in Jesus' name. Good night. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.